Nebraska Public Media Sports brings you live coverage of the girls and boys NSAA High School Soccer Championships from Morrison Stadium at Creighton University. Monday, May 13th, see Class B girls at 8.30 p.m. Central and Class A girls at 8 p.m. Central on Nebraska Public Media. You're listening to Hurt at Sports Radio. My job, just like my kids, like my son's decided where to go to college. I don't tell my son you have to come to UNL. I said, well, go look at South Dakota State. Go look at – he makes the decision, right? So um, I look at next week as an unbelievable opportunity to sit down with players um, and talk about w- what you see with them and what you see that they can be. Um, I, I, don't know if, I don't know if young people get that enough, right? Like – you know, I'm going to sit down with every single player, you know, walk on scholarship and just talk about, you know, where I see them, what I think they can do, and then have them talk to me. Hey, Coach, the good thing for me is, you know, most of these guys I have that kind of relationship with already where I'm already sitting down with them. But it might be right for someone to go somewhere else. It might be right for uh, someone to sit here and just fight it out and tough it out. So um, I have those conversations, though, uh, Sean, all year long. Like, I, you know, like, like with Jalen, like Jaden Doss, I mean, James Williams last week. We have those conversations all year long with everybody. I'm having them with seniors today. Um, and uh, so we'll have them next week. I bet you most guys will want to stay here. It's a, it's a really great place to be. It's a really good program to be in. And if, some, if it's not right for somebody, then we'll help them with all that we have. Welcome back to Herd at Sports Radio here on AM 590 ESPN Omaha, ESPN Tri-Cities. And for this third hour, we're on KFOR in Lincoln as well. I'm Ravi Lula. Andrew Rogers here with me. Oh, hey, man. Hey, what's going on? Uh, really good stuff from John Fanta. Last segment. Always love talking to John. Um, he's just such a junkie. He is. He's a hoops junkie, and he's fun to talk to. And, you know, I wanted to ask him what his, what his Thanksgiving, like, perfect Thanksgiving meal was. But we run out of time because we like talking to him too much. Uh, that's okay, though. That's a good he's one of those that you could just talk the whole show. Oh, yeah. That's a good problem to have. Uh, but Rule had some really interesting things, as you heard uh, the clip that Shane played coming back. Had some super interesting things to say. He covered a lot of ground yesterday. It was another one of those 35-minuters. Um, 36-23, I think. <laughs> but who's counting? <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Shane. Um, and, you know, it was one of those. He, he covered a lot of ground, everything from the Wisconsin game to his time management. Then he got a little philosophical on us as well, as he tends to do, talking about the transfer portal and um, how he – uh, how he wants to build this thing, and, and there was a lot in there. One of the things that really stuck out to me, though, was kind of his, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier, sort of the fatherly advice to Tony White. We were talking about it with Schaefer. And one of the things that I thought was really interesting, because I don't think he was just talking about Tony White when he was saying these things about what jobs to take, right? He said, don't take a job where the expectations outweigh the commitment. And I think you get that a lot of places. Guys are desperate to get their first head coaching job, especially if it's a power five offer. And you look at, and UCLA is a really good example. We were talking about this yesterday, right? Where they don't have a ton of resources. They are like broke, broke. And they have this expectation to win more than Chip Kelly currently is. It's like, okay, but what support are they offering in order to try and reach that, right? Because the way it looks right now, Seven, eight, nine wins is pretty good for the level of commitment UCLA is putting in. Obviously, Tony White played there. 
maybe that's a little message to 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 Coach Rule from to Tony White from Coach Rule. But I also think he was maybe talking about why he took the Nebraska job too, like in the back of his head, as opposed to you know he was up for the Auburn job, mm-hmm. he was up for I think he's, he said multiple SEC jobs when he got hired last year, and I think he was kind of talking to us and being like, hey, I took this job because the commitment to winning matches the expectations to win. And that's a huge deal because there's so many places where that is not the case, where they expect big-time results, but they do not put big-time commitment to it, whether it's resources, whether it's infrastructure, you know, talking about facilities, NIL, Mm -hmm. all this stuff now. And Nebraska's getting there. And Nebraska, they're committed to getting there is the important part. Whatever they don't have now, you know, we're talking about a $450 million stadium renovation. Mm -hmm. We're talking about they just opened the new football facility. We're talking about they're getting the NIL. I mean, the money for the NIL is there. They're trying to get it organized, right? right? They're trying to get it moving in the right direction. They're committed to everything you need to do to win at the, the level they expect you to win at. And I think that's why Matt Rule is here more than anything. Well, yeah, because you have to take a job. Hear me now when I say this. This is, this is deep. Oh, it's that we're not going to finish. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, that's exactly why I think Coach Rule kind of brought that analogy up. I wouldn't say it was more for like where they are today. No. Because spending-wise, Nebraska's not where they should be. Uh, but the commitment to spending is the key word yeah. there. And when he talks to Tony White about different things, because, like, you know, he's been there, done that, mm-hmm. everywhere. He did that at... You know, uh, a small school in Temple. He went then to Big 12 football at Baylor. He went to the NFL. Now he's back in the Big Ten. Like, you know, he, he's done it a, a, across the board. Mm-hmm. So he job. knows what commitment is here. He knows what it is there. He knows what it is in the NFL. He knows what it is now at Nebraska. But, yeah, it, it's just understanding your next move mm-hmm. and kind of being like a chess player and being like maybe two or three moves ahead of, you know, um, the, the school that is trying to um, – to, to bring you in. And so yeah. with, with Tony White in particular, um, it, it, it is a really interesting conversation because I don't think that's an easy conversation to have with anybody, especially no. when they're in search of that first big head coaching yeah. job. And if you see a name brand, whether it's San Diego State or Texas A&M or even Florida International, like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, when you see, like, the name, it's easy just to kind of reach for it. Sure, yeah. Or especially if it's a Power 5 team, Power 5 school, you know, we saw – We've seen that with the Kansas job for a bunch of people. We've seen that with, you know, Arkansas has kind of been a wasteland of coaches uh, a few different times. There's a lot of jobs in the Power Five that are really, really hard and that are maybe not the best move for everyone, depending on where they're at in their career, where that particular school is with their administration and everything like that. But, you know, and it made me think of, because I remember specifically when Matt Rule took the Baylor job and people were kind of like, because he was again, he had options, right? And people looked at that and they're like, "Why on earth would he take that job right now?" Because it was probably it looked like one of the worst jobs in the country at that mm-hmm. moment because of what all had happened. And again, I'm guessing he looked at that situation and said, "Their commitment to what they want from me matches their expectations," and so he was okay with it. That makes a lot more sense in his decision-making process now to go to Baylor in the first place because I, I legitimately remember thinking, oh, Matt Rule's going to get a big job soon, and then so his name starts popping up in, in different places, and it comes out he's going to Baylor, and everybody's just going like, why would you do that to yourself? People are like, huh? Yeah, they, and honestly, it was almost like you almost felt bad for him because you're like, oh, does he not know what he's getting into? 
you know, he sees a Big 12 job, he sees Texas recruiting, and you kind of go, oh, no, does he not know what he's getting into? Yeah. And the joke was well, he, on – He's the biggest chess player around. The joke was on us, right? He knew exactly what he was getting into more than any of the people watching. So I think it's really – you hope that him and Tony White have the relationship where they can have those honest conversations and be like, hey, I want you to move on when the opportunity is right for you. Well, and that's why when Shafe brought up Syracuse in the interview and says he just can't imagine him going back there, I uh, 100% agree. Mm-hmm. Cause I, I, talked to, I talked to Tony uh, at the Team Jack event uh, before the season even started, and I asked him, I said, what's the biggest difference for you from Syracuse to Nebraska already? And he said, the, peop- the mm-hmm. people are much nicer here than they're back <laughs> at Syracuse. I don't think anybody wants to put themselves back in that situation where they're are surrounded sure. around negativity yeah. when you are surrounded by positivity. Uh, more times than not at Nebraska, whether the wins are, are coming or not. Yeah. So that's a job that I think is off the table completely. But it does. It, it still doesn't shock me that Coach Rule heard from uh, a search firm. Oh, absolutely. Like, hey, not. man, like Tony White's name is is the one people want. Like, what do you have to say about him? Now, I thought what was also cool too is the fact that when he brought up in the interview. Uh, that he couldn't be happier about like the development of where the program mm-hmm. is right now, but angrier about the record. Yeah, because you know, a lot of times when you get coach speak, they'll never admit that the team is hasn't like, performed at the level yeah, that like, they wanted they're, to. They're not performing, yeah. but he's not somebody to no. ever like say that. And you know, it just applies to what we talked about yesterday with like reps are king mm-hmm. across the board, and getting these young guys reps right now will pay off. Yeah. And I know it's a small sample size, but Jalen Petrie's one name that mm-hmm. was at Baylor that was a young player and then developed into a second round pick in the NFL. You have Hassan Reddick who played a different yeah. position, and then uh, you know he was a walk on for one, yeah. but then got moved from running back to. To defensive end and look he's where Hassan Reddick has gone. You know, NFL he's a first player, yeah. round pick. And like, yes, those are just small pieces. But when Matt Rule was at Carolina, he had like 18 Temple guys on his team yeah. or Temple and Baylor guys. So people go to the NFL. He produces mm-hmm. NFL talent. And the earlier the reps come, the better it means for Nebraska by the time year two of Rule is here, year three of mm-hmm. Rule, and especially year four. Yeah, well, and, you know, he, he said something else, kind of going to your point here. He said if you cut open the football program, we're as healthy as a program can be. And I think he means, like, from a culture standpoint, from a foundation standpoint. And then later it goes into what he said. I couldn't be happier about where we are. I couldn't be angrier about our record. You have – he seems to believe, and I do too, we talked about this before Wisconsin, that from a culture and foundation standpoint, this program's in an excellent place regardless of what happens on Friday. Now, if we get that win on Friday and make, <laughs> make, everybody, make everybody feel make better. Everybody feel just a little bit better about, about the health of the program. Uh, coming up next, we're going to talk to Tim May to preview Ohio State and Michigan.